Welcome to the Chapman CG Podcast, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. Today's intergenerational, multicultural, multilingual, multi-almost-everything workplace is situated in an intensely complex business environment. With so many dynamics at play, how can organizations achieve long-lasting success in the form of meaningful inclusion? I'm here with Wendy Montgomery, Head of Human Resources Asia Pacific for Red Hat, to discuss the importance of implementing diversity and inclusion initiatives. Hi there, Wendy. Hi, Oscar. Nice to speak to you again. And you too. And why don't you give a quick introduction about, about you and, and also your role at Red Hat? Love to. Um my my role at Red Hat is looking after the people team in Asia Pacific. Um, we have quite a large team spread over uh, many different countries, um, ranging from Australia right through to India. Um, and we're growing um, double digit um, year on year, which uh, brings itself, you know, a, a certain challenges, you know, within the region. Right, exactly. Well, one of those challenges is probably what we're talking about today, which is diversity and inclusion. So from your experience, how, how difficult is it to develop um, culturally competent employees? I think uh, if you look at um, diversity and, you know, cultural competency of an organization, we don't just look at, you know, any uh, financial performance. It's more about, you know, how an organization and their people can do their best work. You know, and if they can do their best work, then the, the organization will thrive. And is that something which, you know, you've been advocating or is it something which comes from the company? Like where, where does the, the, the focus on cultural competency come from? You know, the, the diversity and inclusion initiative is, is really a very mindful project that, that we very much uh, focus on within Red Hat. Because of the, the growth that we're expecting within the organization, we really need to be very inclusive and uh, and ensure that we have a very diverse population and really because we're such an innovative organization you know we compete for the best talent so having um, diversity of um, of thought leaders you know really uh, leads to better innovation well that's you know that's obviously then what what we're aiming for um, as a nirvana so how difficult is it to to develop people who who understand this people who have this cultural competency that's, that is an initiative um, that we're really focused on at the moment in developing. So it, it's something that's in the works. But we're always, um, you know, ensuring that we keep that in mind, that we do have um, that diversity and inclusion uh, mentality, you know, when we're recruiting, um, especially because the industry itself, you know, especially being an open source, for instance, um, there tends to be much less women um, in the pool of um, uh, talent, you know, that we're attracting to open source. So for a start, then, that would naturally mean that we'd have much less women within our workforce. So let me go into, into a detailed question then. Let's, let's talk about biases. How, how does an employee's ability to recognize and respond to, to biases lead them to make better decisions based on that understanding? When you respond to, to biases, or naturally everybody has those in, in their mind, I think our culture really fosters that, that open communication. And I think that when you have open communication, building relationships, then you can overcome those biases. Also, if you build um, a foundation for a relationship, um, you know, based on, on that openness, um, you tend not to 
respond to those biases because you can understand those individuals much better. For instance, if you have similar values, you know, you can overcome certain initial biases because you understand that you have a lot of similar values. Um, the, the values of Red Hat, uh, you know, it, for instance, that, that freedom and, and the autonomy that, that we're given, um, we also have to be accountable and courageous. So, you know, I think if you have a lot of similarities, you can overcome the initial biases that you, that you can start off with or that you do start off with in your mind. Right, and I guess, you know, just, just knowing about it, realizing that you might have it and stopping yourself from reacting too quickly on those biases, I guess that's, that's probably half the battle won, isn't it? Well, I think if you become conscious of those biases and what those biases may be and put it to the back of your mind and get to know the individual for what they are and who they are and what they can bring, then by understanding, you know, the, the individuals themselves, and what their values are, what that they, you know, what they can contribute, that then, you know, helps you overcome those initial biases and really focus mm. on on what matters. And you, so you mentioned before that, you know, in in your industry there are fewer females traditionally, and, and something which you're trying to um, to change uh, in Red Hat. So, given that you're on the same journey, what what advice would you give to HR leaders who are trying to create a similar shift, you know, be it in values or attitudes or behaviors of their leadership teams, uh, you know, in order to, to move towards a more inclusive organization? Well, I think if you, if you look at the open source values, I mean, that's really what Red Hat culture is based on, um, where we exchange ideas freely and we really focus on collaboration and that's inside the organization as well as outside the organization and then building those communities um, to form you know a common purpose and they bring together you know diverse ideas and a global community that can create beyond the capabilities of an individual and then you look at um, you know the rapid prototyping you know, they also lead to, to rapid failures and, you know, that leads to better solutions around, you know, faster innovation. And then the other um, attribute of open source is meritocracy. You know, the best ideas win. So we don't have a traditional hierarchical um, organization. Um, it's much, much more around the meritocracy and everybody has a say and access to the same information. And successful work uh, depends um, and determines which projects rise and gather effort from the community. It's not about, you know, command and control and about, um, you know, dictating from the top. It's about everyone, you know, on a, a level playing field and, and having ideas and really sharing that open communication. Yeah, that's interesting because you obviously have the luxury of being in an industry where the values of the industry tends to reflect the same values that, you know, an inclusion policy is is also trying to reach. Uh, I guess the tricky the trickier one is is if you're in a company where uh, you know it's not quite as aligned, isn't it? Do you have any advice? Um, you know, given your experience in it, your experiences in other industries, you know how how a company can maybe um, build that from scratch, or, or do you think it's always really going to be aligned with what the existing culture is? No, I think um, the open source way is definitely the way of the future. You know, if you look at, you know, command and control type of um, hierarchy or the way that, that uh, you know, your employees are managed, um, 
you know, if you look at Gen Y and Gen X, you know, they're, they're not going to be satisfied by being told what to do and being told how to do things, you know, by rote, for instance. They're, they're going to think freely and, and they want to contribute and they want that sense of purpose. So by having the sense of purpose and creating that open environment and for people to really connect to the strategy of the organization, that's, I think, when you'll get people, you know, doing their best work. And if we continue in that sort of hierarchical mentality, um, I think that we're going to find it very difficult to attract the best talent into your organization. So I think that we really do have to make that shift away from, you know, the traditional hierarchical um, structure in an organization and be a lot more open um, and a lot more uh, transparent in our communication. So I really do think that open communication um, you know, inside the organization as well as outside the organization, you know, we'll really be able to attract, um, you know, much better talent and talent that will really do much better work for the organization. Yeah, that's very inspiring. I think a lot of a lot of companies still have that more traditional model where you hire somebody and you basically tell them what to do. I think it's great to have an organization where already, you know, even people just joining uh, at the bottom of, of the rung can can have a say and can, can make a difference and influence the way the whole company runs. Um, so I guess that you can call the open source approach. I'm interested to see how that continues to broaden across the general workplace. As a final question, that, you know, that, that's where we're all aiming for. What, what are the challenges that you see um, in terms of building this uh, inclusivity in the workplace? I think we have to build trust and we have to build an environment where people can feel that they can speak up and they can offer up ideas and they feel that they can contribute to the overall purpose and the overall strategy of the organization. And if we don't build that trust, I mean, that's the first step, I think. And if I also reflect on another organization that I worked for, I think what they did really well is they had really strong values within the organization. And... If you look at and you, you can attract individuals with values that are aligned, then the personal values of the individuals, as well as the values of the organization, when they're much more aligned, as soon as the, the person joins the organization, they will be able to connect with, the, with the, the associates that are already on board and start contributing and you know, building trust much more quickly and be able to contribute to the strategy much quicker. And I think that's a lot of what some organizations are missing. They're missing that they do have to have strong values and they have to build that mm -hmm. sense of trust in order for individuals to really start um, you know, contributing much quicker. Great. Well, thanks so much for that, Wendy. Look forward to seeing how that pans out over the next few months. That was uh, Wendy Montgomery, Head of Human Resources Asia Pacific at Red Hat. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, subscribe to our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.